Welcome to Her Take, a podcast by three friends sharing their take on just about anything. I'm Jackie. I'm Jen. And I'm Kira. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Her Take. Jackie here, hoping that you all had a wonderful week, um, making sure that you social distance. Um, We're really excited to be back for another episode. Um, This is going to be, we're going to kind of have a news wrap up, a politics wrap up. There is, as per usual, it's been kind of a crazy week, so we look forward to having that discussion Um, but before we begin, it is time always, uh, for our weekly check-in. So I'm going to turn it over to Kira to let us know how our week has been. And she has some exciting updates. Oh, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Hi. Um, Kira here. All good for me. Not much. I like was thinking about it before we started. I'm like, what exciting news can I bring? I don't have that much to say from the past week because... It was just pretty boring and just work, and I apologize that we have nothing going on, but neither do any of you. Um, But I did book a flight to New York, so scandal coming home. Um, And then I almost canceled it this morning because I got stressed about the second wave, and uh, it just, you know, things are kind of getting maybe a little bad again, not surprisingly, because... All y'all didn't wear your masks out and about, but whatever. Um, yeah, we're not judging. Oh, we, we are. <laughs> but I personally know for sure I'm not. I've been alone for like, I've, you know, probably been alone 95% of the time for the past three months. So I'm definitely not sick and will not get anybody on the plane sick. And I was just showing Jackie and Jen my Darth Vader very intensive <laughs> mask that my dad sent me to wear on the plane. So... Apparently, with that, I will not get sick. So, I think we are good. Don't come for me. I'm going to be very safe. Um, and see y'all soon in New York, outside from a safe di- distance. Woohoo! <laughs> so Coming home. Yes. Yeah, it should be good. I'm, I'm excited. I think my parents are. I was like, I can't cancel because my parents might die. But not really. But they would be pretty upset <laughs> if I was like, never mind. Um, but yeah, I got to bring home like all my giant PE books because if I can't come back for a while, I got to make sure I have everything I might need. Yeah. So come in with luggage for sure. But that's it. Not much else going on. I'll uh, update you on my flight experience yeah. next week maybe. Oh, yeah. Can you take pictures? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is not... not. I was like, oh, put it on the Insta story. Maybe that's not appropriate. <laughs> but I'd be curious to see pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, this is my vlog from the quarantine plane um, (laughs) here at the airport where they're taking your temperature. And I don't know. Oh, I'm so excited, though. I can't wait to (laughs) see you from like 10 feet away. Yay. Soon. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Yay. That's it. Nothing else. I mean, that's pretty big given the times. Yeah. But everything else is same old, same old. We love it. 
Jen, tell us, how's your week been? Well, like Kira, a lot of the same old, same old, not really much going on in my life this week. But I did want to mention that I started binge watching Gilmore Girls because you guys talk about it constantly. (laughs) And (laughs) it's a cultural touch point. For sure. And I'd seen it before because it was always on, I want to say it was what I like about you was on ABC Family, which is now Freeform. And then Gilmore Girls was on afterwards, so I would watch it then. But that was yeah so, so long ago, so I don't really quite remember it. So it's been really fun watching it from the beginning and also watching it consecutively because, you know, when mm-hmm. you watch it on TV, it's not always in order. So that's yeah. been interesting, and it's been really good so far. And it's been nice to just, you know, watch something that's a little lighthearted and everything. But it also is a reminder to me that I turned out nothing like Rory and I didn't get into any Ivy League schools <laughs> and all that stuff. Not the worst thing. True. Though. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, did I apply to any Ivy League schools? No. But I don't know. It, it was just one of those things where as a child, I thought that I would go to Yale or <laughs> something like that, where I was like right, worried. Yeah, yeah. I thought I would go to Harvard and it would be so easy if I was smart but I don't know it shows like that that really paint a very inaccurate picture of how easy it is to get into these schools just saying but Mm. it's a good show nevertheless and I would recommend if you're looking for a good binge obviously yeah I mean everyone remembers the moment when they realized they're not Rory Gilmore (laughs) I'm still trying to accept that I mean Rory in the later seasons is kind of the worst However, right. I, for a while, 100% wanted to go to Yale and become a journalist just because Rory mm. wanted to go to Yale and become a journalist. Um, Harvard, Yale, or Princeton. That, yeah. That was what I thought I was going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I can definitely get in. Oh, for sure. Which is so... <laughs> I think... <laughs> I don't even have words because it's just so silly. I think it took me until genuinely maybe sophomore year of high school to realize that I was not going to an Ivy League school. I think mm. I came to that realization then. But it's okay. That was sooner than me. <laughs> it all worked out well. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I remember yeah. my guidance counselor straight up telling me that I had no chance. And I was like... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> my guidance counselor was kind of mean, too, about my I, I too. needed that, though. She I needed... was shocked that I got into NYU, and I was like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> That's rude. rude. Yeah. I just... I kind of appreciated it, though, because I needed that kind of tough love. And honestly, I got into most of the schools that I applied to. So I think it worked out for the best. And she yeah. really knew where I would get in, what was kind of a reach. So I needed that kind of tough love because I do feel like in high school, a lot of our friends were disappointed and weren't given that tough love. So anyway, mm-hmm. this is a tangent. But the the bottom line is I'm not Rory Gilmore and my childhood kind of set me up poorly for that. <laughs> A great show, nevertheless. Yeah. I um, I think, Kira, you and I had the same guidance counselor. No? Because our last time... Yeah, I don't were... remember her name, but, like, dark hair. It was, like, short and curly. Pale. Yeah. She was, Someone like... with an M? Yeah. Maybe? Is it Myers? I'm, I feel like I'm maybe, making yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she just was... She was, like, kind of snarky. Like, I felt like... I got another scholarship from, like... 
like some like town like organization whatever and i could tell that she was also shocked that like they bothered to give that to me and i was like yeah all right the issue with her was that she sorry i just like snorted schools that i did get into you know what I yeah, mean? yeah like, yeah she was like you should probably apply to these lower schools and i'm like i'm fine with safeties but like yeah i'm gonna get into the like, bit, i did get into the other school yeah i understand the realistic like i'm not applying to like only right columbia yeah <laughs> i appreciate the realism yeah but it was that she really thought i wasn't going to get into like any of the schools not trying to be cocky but i did yeah <laughs> oh wow what a joy well i'm glad that part of our life what a traumatic over. flashback yeah. i just had <laughs> bad times <laughs> um, yeah it's not good anyway yeah that was a tangent sorry yeah well uh i have uh, i guess i'll just uh go into my check-in but i have also been watching quite a bit of netflix i watch all of lennox hill kira in like two nights uh, i cried Me the too. whole time like the Me whole too. time i watched it like two days nonstop, real and quick I, I started watching with my mom i like watched it this week and then i started rewatching it already because i wanted my mom really? to watch it yeah because um it's just like a great documentary like i think everyone should see it um yeah. so we only watched one episode one night so i think we'll keep watching it this week and it was so good like i was so I, I was in tears the whole time like every time there was a baby born and they th- these oh people gosh. delivered like 10 babies like in this whole documentary like they were right. there were multiple births i cried the whole time um i'm just like i don't know like i really you know i, I will say like i think it was interesting that they did like two neurosurgeons like two of the of, like, the four doctors were neurosurgeons. But I think, like, right. since, like, I think that their story and, like, how, like, the department came together is, like, really interesting and, like, telling the story of, like, how the hospital has progressed. Because, like, yeah. neurosurgery, like, was not a thing at Lenox Hill, like, 15 years ago or whatever. So right. I, 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 I think they were both, like, engaging enough that I was like, okay, like, I can see, like, why they would want to focus on them both. Um, and I like that, like, yeah, one I of the doctors I... lives in Scarsdale, and I'm like, obviously. Right. <laughs> he gets off at the train. Yeah, and, and I was like, hello. <laughs> that was um, kind of funny. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, I was a, l- a little, like, why, like, these guys are so similar. Why are we following mm-hmm. both of them? But they did have super interesting cases. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're very, what's the right word? Like, like very personable. Doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they had good personalities yeah. to follow. Yeah. Um, and I liked that they kind of got emotional at some points. Yeah. Because I think it's Im- nice to see that, you know, doctors aren't just, like... I think there's, like, a stigma that sometimes surgeons can yeah. be very cold and yeah. robotic. And they were very emotional. Yeah. And, not very, but, like, emotional and invested in their yeah. cases and their, what they're doing, their patients. I thought it was so, so interesting... Um, I just lost my train of thought. Wow. I don't remember what I was going to say. Wow, I really? 100%. I'll, I'll think about it later. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, no, wait. I was going to say, it's like, it was kind of, I know it's not Grey's Anatomy, but it kind of was. Like, one of the doctors gets you. sick. They're all giving birth. Like, I was like. Besides the inappropriate uh, They stole, <laughs> yeah, they stole storylines from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> um so yeah anyway that was really great really happy i watched that um so yeah also update my curly hair is drying right now i've got product in. we're doing facetime my hair is too dark i don't know if you guys can see well i can see 
it's like, you know, we're here, we're drying, you know, we're doing well. Um, so excited to see what it looks like fully dried. And um, also this morning I ran into Kira's mom, which was delightful. Um, wow. As I was leaving my house to go on my run, she was... Literally uh, ran. Yeah. They both were running. We were, yeah. I was about to, I, I was still walking. I hadn't started my run quite yet because I walked down to the trail. Um but I saw her and she was like, I can't stop. I'm timing myself. And I was like, oh, hi. It was so cute. <laughs> um, so cute. off it. she went. Yes. Yeah. It was it was a funny coincidence. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Like, my week has, like, been the same. Work is fine. I, it's just hot. It's just hot in New York. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. not hot here. It's been hot. Yeah. I think it's supposed it's been... to cool down. It's supposed to rain um this weekend and by mm-hmm. this weekend i mean the weekend probably has already passed by the time you're listening to this right but it is supposed to rain so i'm hopeful that it cools down a little bit it's so like telling of quarantine when everyone you call on the phone is like so the weather oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i no was like we have nothing else to talk, to talk about, about besides the weather like, How's the weather? Yeah. Can you believe how hot it is? Yeah. <laughs> True. Oh, man. Called out. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't mean just you. Like, I feel like everyone no, has been doing it. Yeah, no, 100%. Well, I mean, I guess we're sort of talking about quarantine. We can start sort of talking about what's been going on with all of the Talk coronavirus. transition. I know. Well, yeah, because sort of now that we're, now that New York, now that New York City has entered phase two, and Westchester has been open for outdoor dining for, I think, a full two weeks almost. Um, and things are starting to open up more. You know, even like retail shopping is opening up for in-store shopping and things like that. Um, you know, it's sort of been a little unnerving to see the amount of people that are going out. I understand that people want to get outside, but it's also, you know, there's a lot to consider and we have to be cautious. Um, and sort of like in these last few days, I think this week especially, we've seen sort of the consequences of other states not taking quarantine and shut down seriously, including Texas, Florida, Arizona. Um, And, you know, there's like, oh, like, there sort of seems to be like, oh, this is like the second wave, but unfortunately, it's just like the first wave that like never like got (laughs) to finish. And it's like coming back again, because people are being irresponsible. Um, So I don't know, like, I mean, like, I'm sure we're all, like, just confused as to why. Or not confused. It's just, like, so, like, disconcerting to see the amount of people out and about with masks, like, all over the country. And, like, even in New York, I'm seeing people without masks, and it's, like, kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I think New York is better than other states, from what I'm hearing. mm -hmm. I actually was just um, FaceTiming with some of my friends from grad school, and one of my friends is based in Houston, and he said probably 80% of the people don't wear masks, and they're just out and about doing normal things as if everything is normal, and of course it's not in Texas. So I think that obviously is contributing to the uptick in spikes or uptick in coronavirus cases in those states. Um, I think New York is doing better. I definitely think we can improve upon people wearing masks. I do think it is nice that at least in New York and from my understanding, many of the other northeastern states that they have requirements to wear masks when you go into 
you know, like a CVS or any type of enclosed space. So definitely just encourage people to continue wearing masks because I do believe that they are pretty effective. There have been a couple of studies that have come out that said that it seems like the virus is primarily being spread through the air and being in enclosed spaces, obviously the air is kind of trapped. So wearing a mask helps contain the virus spread. Um, and it's not as much spread through contact to contact on surfaces. So I think, you know, wearing a mask is effective. And I think people sometimes worry about looking stupid, but you know, you're maybe you quote unquote look stupid. I assure you, you don't. But if that's what you're really worried about, I think you can get over that if you think about the consequences of not wearing a mask and how that can have really horrible consequences on the rest of your community. So that's my two cents. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing I'm a little worried about is New York was the hardest hit by the quote unquote first wave of the coronavirus. And we have come so far. And I'm so nervous that these other states that are now experiencing these upticks are going to ruin it for us once they start coming here because they don't care anymore. And that's genuinely mm-hmm. how I feel. I feel like the people down south, for the most part, just don't care. And it's hard to go back into lockdown mode once you've already started opening things up. So <sighs> we'll see. I just want things to go back to normal. I think everybody does, but it's definitely scary and we still need to take precautions. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how to uh, form all my takes on this, as they say, her take. Um, I think, like, the... I get it to an extent. Like, you have to open back up because so many people rely on physically going to work to make their money um, in a way that the three of us have not been affected by. And I think at the start of this, it truly was kind of beautiful to see the whole world, for the most part, um, immediately take action and um, try to protect other people by staying home at the very beginning. Um, And I think that was a very nice reminder, especially in these times when we're dealing with so many other social justice issues, that like when we recognize a problem, the issue with some of these social justice issues is just recognizing the problem, but obviously we recognized COVID was a problem. And if we work together, we can react quickly and really get it under control the way New York has and other states have. Um, So there are like reasons where I think like what has been done so far, like I'm just trying to put a positive spin, like has been beautiful. Um, I think where we're at now is obviously people are tired of it and I get it, but like what's the point of having been isolated for three months to just throw it away um, before we have a vaccine for it? Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think, I saw like a tweet or something that said like our mistake was telling people masks are to protect other people. I think that's kind of true. Like when, you know, we're kind of a culture that's very uh, self-centered and Mm -hmm. invincible 
in a sense. Like, we very much think, like, until you're actually hit with it, you don't think, like, you can be impacted by something. And the messaging, like, for me personally, the messaging of me wearing a mask so I protect other people is motivating. And I'm sure for you and many of our listeners, that is true. But a large population of the public are not motivated by what helps other people. They're motivated by what works for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe some of that branding could have been branding, like wearing a mask is branding. But like, mm-hmm. obviously, it's to help other people. But I think that that has been a big reason why people aren't inclined to wear masks because they don't, it sounds rude, but like they just don't care as much about helping other people if it doesn't impact themselves. So I think that's why we're, we're at where we're at. But I think the main thing is, I know, I'm aware I'm getting on a flight this weekend, but like in general, like holding off a little bit longer from interacting with other people in closed spaces, in close corners, uh, would really help us avoid more deaths and doing this for even longer than we already have. Obviously, we've like talked about I this. know. <laughs> I think that was a really great point that you brought up, Kira. I hadn't seen that, but I think it definitely seems true that people just don't resonate with the fact that wearing a mask or doing anything that involves protecting other people, that just doesn't resonate with them. That's a whole larger societal Mm -hmm. issue. But I genuinely have friends who I've seen since, you know, New York has kind of started to reopen. And they're just out and about doing things as if nothing has happened. And my friend literally said to me, I just don't care anymore. And it, it frustrates me so much because in not caring for other people, you are throwing away all the progress that we've made. It's almost yeah, like right. we were saying, you know, the more you don't care, the worse it's going to get, and we're going to have to lock down again. Whereas if you get it right in the first place, you can enjoy the benefits later on. It, I also mm-hmm. seen a tweet at the beginning of all of this that felt like this was like when you were in class and there was that kid that always caused trouble and the teacher would take away recess. And it's like, just just stop so that the rest of us can benefit. And that's exactly how I feel about this. And, mm-hmm. you know, part of me is sort of torn because New York has dramatically decreased the amount of cases. And I do genuinely feel like we should be able to do some things again. Like we should be able to see our friends from a safe distance outside that should be allowed now because we have come so far and genuinely have taken the strides and the precautions to ensure that it doesn't lead to an uptick in cases again. Whereas I feel like these other states that are facing this right now are now going to ruin it for everybody because those people are going to travel and it's Mm -hmm. just going to be a mess. And I'm not looking forward to it. And now I'm really worried that it's going to come back to New York and it's going to be horrible again yeah i think it's just crazy to me that people have forgotten where we were in march and in april like hospitals in new york city had to get refrigerated morgues because they couldn't handle they didn't have anywhere to put the bodies like that's where we were and like we just oh like i i I don't i don't understand i don't know it's, like, crazy to me. It's such a quick, like, what's the phrase where it's, like, out of sight, out of mind? Like, it was yeah. such mm-hmm. a quick, like, 
I truly well, it's not happening anymore. So I truly believe the only reason why people paid attention to the quarantine rules when it started is because the weather was not nice and people didn't really care as much. Right. Like I always thought, I like I especially like this spring wasn't even that nice this this uh, this year. Like in New York, I felt like it rained a lot. Yeah, it rained a lot. Like the weather was not great. We had like a couple of nice spring days, but I think like for the most part, people like you know people were staying inside. But now, like, I don't know, like, the hot weather, like, people can't help themselves. And, like, it's just, like, insane to me. Um, Mm -hmm. But I truly believe, like, had this gotten bad, like, when it was warmer out, like, it would would have been even worse. Because, no, I don't think people would have paid attention. I don't know. I'm almost looking forward to the fall. Because, like, Mm. like, the weather is going to be, like, bad again. And I can't wait for it to get cold. Because then, like, you know what? Like, if someone tells you to stay inside in December, you're going to listen because you don't care. You're like, oh, no, I want to go have, like, a, a marg outside. Like, not in December. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what people are. But that's, like, what people are equating, like, the the ability to, like, go outside and, like, have a drink with your friends. And, like, that's, like, that's that's what you want, like, at the, at the price of other people's health and safety. Like, that, you're like, this is what I need. Yeah. Right. And, like, so your health and safety can, like, who cares? I don't care. Yeah. And it's all about making those sacrifices for the greater good, but also, as Kira mentioned, for yourself. Like, you don't want to get the virus. Yeah. And you don't want the virus (laughs) to affect, like, your immediate family. And, yes, you're not being able to go out and get margs with your friends, and that sucks. Like, I'm not saying that doesn't suck. Like, I want to go out and have margs with my friends, of course. But... I also right. recognize this is something I have to do for now so that later I can go out and have Mars with my friends instead of this becoming a cyclical, horrible thing that we endure for a year and also destroys our economy. You know, people are worried about the economy. How about we put in a little bit of effort to get this under control so that we can rebound faster? Because otherwise, this is just going to be like an mm-hmm. open, close, open, close situation. So I don't know. Right. It just, it seems very obvious, I think, to the three of us what needs to happen. But for whatever reason, it's not obvious to everybody. Yeah. And I I think one of my, like, personal selfish reasons for taking the precautions, if anybody out there is looking for one, like, we don't know the long-term effects on your body of this. So even if you get it and recover, like, what kind of damage that can do to your lungs and as people who are active um, and want to live a long time healthily, uh, that is something that is important to me. And like Jen said, like you are allowed to go outside and meet with your friends from a safe distance. I just think it's that people are not following the guidelines. And I think mean, maybe, you know, I'm not trying to you know, bring up Trump already, but like it's not helpful when you don't have clear guidance from your leaders and in new york we you have had clear guidance in california we've had clear guidance but as a country Mm -hmm. we have not had clear guidance um, and firm leadership in how to handle this yeah it's definitely been concerning that this health crisis and things like wearing a mask have become politically polarizing that should never be the case and that's what's happening here and i think it is yeah it's honestly to our detriment and it's also I hate to say it but it's also embarrassing when you see pretty much every other country in the world 
has been able to get this under control and America just can't get their shit together. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. And it's more than embarrassing. I mean, it has real consequences on people's lives. It, it just pisses me off. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to go a little bit out of order here from our notes. So just like I'll turn back to the other stuff. But I mean, just talking about like, I think we're all talking about like the 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 Tulsa rally that Trump mm. held on June 20th. Um, I mean, that, like, the fact that they had that and masks were not a requirement and it's an indoor event. Um, and, I mean, not that many people showed up, which is, like, kind of funny. <laughs> but, like, thousands <laughs> of people still, still went. It, it was indoors and no one was wearing masks and no one cared. It's just, like, it, it truly is just such an embarrassment. It's, like... <laughs> Like, people already think, like, Americans are kind of dumb. Like, mm-hmm. and then right. you have this. It's just, it's, I don't know. I don't understand. Right. And in um, addition to that, at that rally, Trump has said and continues to say that the reason why we're seeing upticks in cases is because we're expanding <gasps> testing. <laughs> I think that's so dumb. I, I was like, that's one of the... Not wrong in that when you test more, you are going to see more cases because you're detecting the virus more. However, you're getting a more accurate mm-hmm. read on the number of cases that are actually there. So he's almost right. Like, not testing yeah, people. And he's insinuating that we need to reduce testing to reduce the numbers. You're not actually reducing the numbers. You're just reducing the reported numbers, which makes everything worse. He's trying to like scam yeah. Americans. And flat out telling you he's yeah. trying to scam you. <laughs> it, I, I saw someone tweeted, no, yeah, I saw someone tweeted that was like, it, guys, if you just don't take a pregnancy test, then you're really not exactly. pregnant. And I was like, that doesn't make it, I'm like, that's literally, I'm like, how? And then it's kind of funny, like, this is like the one thing, like, Trump and his staff, like, never backtrack things, because, like, they don't give a shit, like, he just spews, like, nonsense garbage all the time and they never like backtrack things but this one they were like oh no 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 he was just like kidding and i was like no he wasn't like he was not joking it's not appropriate for the president to just kid when it comes to uh life or death agree a global pandemic and i also (laughs) want to point out that the level of ramping up testing that occurred back in april i feel like at this point we've come a long way in terms of our progression in the number of testing sites and the procedures for testing. I Again, I think, you know, maybe I should take this back because I think New York has done a really good job in ramping that up. I can't really speak for yeah. some of these other states. My hope and my gut feeling, and I should probably double check this, is that they probably do have extensive testing in these states. So the number of upticks is not due to the fact that they've expanded testing in the past couple of months. It's that there are actually more coronavirus cases in these states. So just yeah, just be cautious out there from what you're hearing from our leaders. I think most of our listeners are probably also not Trump supporters. But at the same time, like we were mentioning, it's very troubling when the leader of your country is giving very conflicting information about a health crisis and making it almost a politically polarizing thing. And to Trump, it's more Mm -hmm. important to preserve his reputation and his ego than it is to ensure that the health of his citizens is, you know, in tip-top shape. 
Yeah. Um, I just remembered something, something that I found kind of interesting is I mentioned a few weeks ago, I think that, um, I've recently started volunteering as a crisis counselor for a crisis text line. And so I've only, you know, been volunteering for a few weeks now. And obviously it's anonymous and I'm not talking about people in particular, but I've had many texters text about extreme anxiety because of Mm. coronavirus, which I think is very interesting that people are so, or certain people are so anxious about it, um, that it's really triggering some deeper issues for them. Um, but yeah, it does have me thinking like, how do you move forward in this time when you, like, there's just such a lack of control over everybody else that it's, how do you like move forward and Like, what are your next steps in handling this next phase of quarantine when other people aren't respecting the guidelines the way that you are? I guess there's nothing you can do. You just have to continue to do what you're doing and protect yourself and thus protect other people. But it's a very frustrating uh, situation when you have such a lack of control over other people's actions. I don't think I said anything that uh, <laughs> brought any new conclusions there. But. Yeah. No, but I mean, I think there Just are think consequences. How many people. There are consequences beyond like physical health. Like, mm-hmm. right. This is going to be. Like, this is. Uh, like, beyond the. And even just like beyond. Like, even people are not these people are not necessarily like alone by themselves too so it's like not just like oh like uh any kind of like depression that may result from like being on your own for so long and things like that there's just like the fear of like the outside world basically like i don't know i think like i think that's like the 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 health consequences are are beyond like what we kind of like what we can think they're they're far more complex Um, It's easy to ignore the mental health impacts Mm -hmm. of this and the mental health impacts of other people ignoring these Mm -hmm. guidelines and what that does for the anxiety of certain people who really Mm -hmm. struggle. Great points. Well said. We worked on that together. We worked through that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was just like nodding my head. What's the word? It's complex. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah definitely not wrong yeah well i mean i think we also kind of want to chat a little bit about i'll go into the election and then i'll go into like our final like kind of little news check-in wrap-up thing um wow what a great sentence that was um i mean there's been a lot uh i'm important uh thank you um and kind and kind um oh all right so there's been a lot this week. Basically, I I need Joe Biden to announce his VP pick because I can't take it anymore. What is like, he waiting just for? Just give me a name. I don't understand. Give me a name. That's all I'm asking for is a damn name. I'll whoever it is, like fine, like I that's fine, but I need At to this know. Point like, like whatever. Yeah. any of them. I, I also <laughs> thought that maybe he was waiting off for a bit to have things die down with the coronavirus. I get it. Like we're going through a pandemic. There are more important things going on than maybe selecting his VP. 
and we did just spend mm-hmm. probably I don't know that's pretty important. yeah we did just spend probably 15 minutes discussing the coronavirus and how it's still a pressing issue that we need to get under control however I feel like at this point we need to pick a VP like stop waiting for things to die down things have kind of died down a little bit Joe Biden needs a moment and the moment is a VP pick I was going to say, like, picking a VP and, I don't know, getting a little more pizzazz around Joe right now is kind of part of handling coronavirus. Like, we need a new leader to help us through this next phase. And we're not hearing that much about Biden right now, which, obviously, there's a lot going on in the world. We're not just focused on the election, but when you're we're getting closer to November, like it's coming up. And I know Trump's ratings are down, his approval rating. Um, and so it is seeming like, okay, Biden has a good shot, but like we need a little more, you need to be in our faces yeah. a little more if you're gonna uh, get through November. Yeah. yeah, I need some more pizzazz from the campaign. <laughs> I need a big announcement, I think is gonna give him the kind of momentum that mm-hmm. he needs to mm-hmm. stay relevant. My- in the news cycle. My thought is he probably hasn't finalized who his VP pick is. Right. And I think part of that might have to do with the fact that it's probably a two-way street for whoever he picks as his VP. Well, it's not probably. It is a two-way street. So there might be some discussions being had now behind closed doors in terms of how he's going to maybe incorporate some more progressive ideas into his campaign. That's my mm. my gut feeling. I I am yeah. hoping that he chooses somebody like Kamala Harris. I think that would be a really great VP pick. That'd be wild if he chose yeah, her. I don't think he would choose Elizabeth Warren as much as I love her. Um, I just think they're not on the same page about a lot of stuff. But I would love to see Kamala. That's my... My preference. But whoever he picks, I'm sure I'll be happy. I think in- it seems like Amy Klobuchar is out of the running. So that's good. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think um, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, I'm thinking uh, Kamala has a increasingly high chance. As long as Kamala is OK. With right. It, you know, I just love right. her. She's not like, I don't like yeah, you. She's boss. I don't know. I was uh, listening to, um, like, Pod Save America, and they're doing, like, a special, like, VP, like, processing, like, a a special series on, like, how VPs are chosen, and I don't Mm -hmm. remember where they heard this, but, like, Biden might not run for a second term if he wins, because he'd be, like, 81, 82, so he just wants to get Trump out. So right. Else will... So then, like, presumably, like the vice president would then run for president. So like, there's also like that to consider. Yeah. I mean, th- that's always a consideration, right? That like, that's a great point. Right? Whoever like is vice president, especially like, and I'm not trying to make a comment on, on Biden's age or health, but like, you know, especially like when you're when the candidate is 77, like certainly that right. is right. something to consider okay. more than when the candidate is in their 40s or right. 50s. Well, I think um, also both. Biden and Trump are pretty old. That's not really something that is controversial. It's just the facts. However, I think you can't overlook the fact that Biden's health has definitely not been where it was four years ago. So thinking into the future where that might be. I mean, also, not to not to sound morbid, but in the same in any other circumstance, it's possible he might die in the next four years. 
So thinking about that as well. Right. I mean, that's the same with any... And so is Trump. That's true. I just feel that... Trump couldn't even walk down that freaking ramp. Like That was funny. I'm not trying to shame um, anybody, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like this focus is always on Biden, and it's valid. Like, both are old. But I'm also like, Trump is so unhealthy. I'm just waiting for him to get coronavirus. I'm not... Again, I'm not trying to be mean, but he just so does not take care of himself. Some people have a theory he, that he just can't see. So that's, like, why he's so... He's, like, like he's can't see but he's so like arrogant that he refuses to wear glasses exactly oh is that yeah. what it's about I trump is actually like, in that's fairly what some people good have health. posited he's in fairly health. good physical I don't, health that's i yeah. mean the man eats mainly red meat but i don't think the issue that people say that can like because he couldn't find like that glass of water and like it's all kind of weird like some of that like weird behavior might just be because he can't see and he did like his physical yeah. movements are awkward because he's like trying to also wear contacts yeah, like compensate <laughs> describing good physical health he does yeah. not I just look think, good no, <laughs> but, and you know yeah. i i know we might not agree on this but i i've seen that joe biden's mind is not there like it was a couple of years ago that's just, it's a concern that I have, but it's not going to deter me from voting from him, but I think it makes his VP pick even more important. That's valid, yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I think that that's 100% right. I just, I never get the argument when it's only Joe and not Trump as well, just because I personally think Trump is in yeah, such bad I, I just think, <laughs> but you know, they're both old, but I think when you look at their health it it, to me seems a little bit more obvious that joe's health is deteriorating whereas trump's seems to be stable from where it was four years ago Mm. i'm not saying he's making the best judgments I, i think that's true but i don't think it's uh i don't think it's a product of like his mental health deteriorating if that makes sense whereas i feel like joe biden is not yeah no that's as sharp as he might have been four years ago that's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So a nice young VP. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, let's just elect people who are younger, maybe. <laughs> That's just my, like, why do we keep electing old people? <laughs> I want someone young. Right. That was the other thing is you had Biden, Sanders. Like, yeah. Super I mean, Elizabeth Warren, well, too. This is like 40 years ago. Well, 40 years yeah. ago, we used to elect young people because all of these politicians have been in office for 40 years and they don't leave. But there like they're they have. Uh, I mean, these positions are not like they don't consider them to be like potentially temporary ones. Like these are all career politicians. Right. So it's just mm-hmm. odd. Something happened where we were like, cool, like, let's elect somebody for 17 terms. I know. That's fine. I mean, that's yeah. if you want to talk about even the most recent primaries that happened in New York, we just yeah. unseated in our district, um, Elliot Engel, or, you know, presumably unseated him. He's been in office since the 80s. He's like 70 something. Yeah. And we just unseated him yeah. with someone who I believe is in his 40s. Um, I don't know. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jamal yeah, Bowman. I voted for him. <laughs> but, you know, I was talking to my dad about this, and it's like, normal people retire by 65. Like, why are we still... <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. It's 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 not something that's going to get solved anytime soon, but just something that has been on my mind a little bit. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. So I guess we'll see sort of how that all kind of turns out. I hope that there is some movement in the next 
two weeks or a week, ideally. So we shall see. Um, nothing, nothing more we can really do on that end. Um, something we did just want to talk about, lastly, are a couple of sort of like updates, sharing our frustration and our thoughts sort of on like current um, like updates with the Black Lives Matter movement. Something that I, I didn't unfortunately really know about until within like the last week and a half, maybe I heard about, you know, the murder of Elijah McClain, which happened last August, which is like, it's almost a year. It's so mm. upsetting to me that I hadn't heard about his story and what happened to him and how he was just like brutalized and was left brain dead and, you know, died a few days later in a hospital bed, you know, after being taken off of life support. I just like, I mean, what I think like his story, his story is just more evidence of like police brutality and what needs to change in America. But it also is indicative of the fact that we don't we we know like a, a sliver of the story, like mm. of what's going on. I mean, like it's sort of like, you know, like like there's an iceberg and you only see like the top like 10 percent of it. Right. And like there's like all of this stuff underneath that you don't see and you don't know about it until you like you're forced to look at it or something. Right. Um, I think that's the, the case with all of been... these stories as well. You're only really seeing yeah. so much Sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. No, continue. No, please. that's that's all I was gonna say was that I feel <laughs> I feel that's <laughs> the case with so many of these stories is you're only really seeing the tip part of the iceberg. You have to do a little bit more investigative work on your end to really get the full comprehensive story. But I think the common thread is, regardless of who the person is, maybe in terms of their characteristics. So there's been. I say this because there's been a lot of information out there circulating about who Elijah McLean was, and he was an introvert and played violin for cats and things like that. Um, obviously, a very good person and a you know a good soul, but I think something that has really struck a chord with me is it shouldn't really necessarily matter what their characteristics are. Um, they mm -hmm. still shouldn't be killed by the police due to the color of their skin. So I think that that's something that's been, you know, resonating with me a little bit because I have seen a couple of things come out like, hey, George Floyd actually had been arrested like multiple times in the past couple of years and was doing drugs and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that shouldn't be overlooked necessarily, but it doesn't mean that he should be dead. And I think that's ultimately something that we have to keep in mind as well. But that's that's my take on the situation. But I am glad to see, and maybe Jackie, you were getting to this, so I'm sorry if I'm sort of stealing your thunder here. But I think all the no, hype around Elijah McClain and the story really gaining some national recognition this past week has put a lot of pressure on the Aurora City Mayor and the Police Department, etc., to open up an investigation, which is really just the bare minimum that they should be doing, and I don't understand why this took so long. I also had seen something like maybe they had looked into it um, a little bit sooner after he had died, and it just seemed like there wasn't really a case there. I don't understand why that is, when, at least to me, the story that I'm hearing is he was walking down the street 
with a face covering on because he has anemia, I believe. I should double check that. So poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's right. so he had a face covering on. Somebody called to report that he looks suspicious, which, you know, to be fair, I understand like someone having a, you know, a face covering on walking down your street might seem suspicious. Um, this is pre-COVID, pre-COVID as well. Yes. Um, but ultimately, <laughs> I guess maybe he didn't hear the police when they tried to stop him and they use excessive force and ultimately injected him with ketamine, but enough ketamine for somebody who was almost twice his weight. And that is likely a factor into why he died. So I don't know. It really just frustrates me because hearing at least those facts, it just doesn't make sense why he has ended up with the horrible consequences that have happened to him. But at least they're opening up an investigation that's literally the least that they can do. But still troubling. Still troubling. I just don't understand why they use the ketamine. Like, he weighed, like, 140 pounds or something. Like, he was light. I I just don't understand. Like, 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 what is the point of, like, all of that? I don't even know. It was used to try to calm him down because supposedly he was acting hysterical, but I I don't understand that either. It doesn't make sense to me. Of course, there's probably more to the story that I don't know, but it also just doesn't make sense. I don't understand why he was injected with ketamine in the first place. And secondly, even if you were going to inject him with ketamine, why was he injected with so much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think, like, what you said about how it doesn't matter his his characteristics versus George Floyd's characteristics, I think that did impact me this week in the sense that when I first was reading about Elijah, the quotes from what he said when the police, you know, were attacking him, basically, you know, my reaction was, like, what a sweet gentle soul he was that video that was going around of how nice he was um and what he said when he was like please like I think you guys you guys are great like you're so beautiful I respect you guys like I'm just an introvert please respect my boundaries um it was just so like obviously he was he seems like a very nice person and I agree that Like, that was just the natural inclination. Like, how could they kill somebody so soft and gentle? Um, And I understand how it's, like, easier to justify somebody, like... No, well, okay, I kind of understand how it's easier to justify, but, like, how that that thinking is part of our problem. How, like, we say it's okay because he um, abused drugs at one point in his life or whatever. Um, And then that... But when, like, a white person has a drug issue or something, like, they're not getting killed right. in the street. I think that was something that impacted me just for my own internal monologue. Because, obviously, we've made it clear, like, I was very upset. We all were very upset about George Floyd's death yeah. and do not think that that was justified by any means. But it is the first instinct when you look at someone of, like, Elijah to be like, oh, what a sweetheart. Yeah. So sad. Like, he didn't deserve that. I mean, I think that's uh, why... No, I I think that's why, though, it's so important that George Floyd sort of is the face of this movement Mm. because it's, like, it doesn't matter. Like, no one's perfect. Like, the notion that, like, 
we're all like nobody has like a perfect past no one has like been perfect their whole life no one has never not dealt with like problems and like personal problems like whatever so like the fact that he doesn't have this like absolute perfect record but like we still can use him as like uh i don't like that i don't mean to say like use him that he can be sort of a symbol a catalyst for this Mm. movement even though like his his like past wasn't like pristine and perfect like no one's is i think that's really important because like we're saying like that's i mean that's literally like what it means like black lives matter like it doesn't matter that he has like a past criminal record like that doesn't matter like that doesn't no Mm -hmm. one deserves to die right like right it yeah i i did nothing that harms other people yeah yeah it's not like he was killing and there's also been a lot of discussion around how people who are resistant to arrest and i i also think this is sort of like a positive feedback loop where um especially black people are fearful of being arrested by the police because they feel like they're being racially profiled and whatnot and then when they resist arrest the police Mm. use excessive force and it almost creates this positive feedback cycle to reinforce that idea that they're being racially profiled and then they resist arrest and then they use excessive force but i think the ultimate point that i'm trying to make here is that even if somebody is resisting arrest i get that the police probably have to exert some force to get the situation under control but the excessive force that leads to these people's deaths is not okay and that that excessive force that is Mm -hmm. being used is disproportionately affecting black people and that is because of our implicit biases and because of these internalized racist, perhaps unconscious beliefs that we have like deeply rooted within ourselves to use that excessive force. And that's really what this movement is about. It's that regardless of what the situation is, even if you're resisting arrest, even if you're not the most upstanding citizen, you shouldn't die at the hands of the police. They're supposed to be there to protect you. And that's not what's happening here. I did just also want to briefly mention uh, just two other updates in regards to Black Lives Matter. Um, This past week, the three murderers who killed Ahmaud Arbery have been indicted and are Mm -hmm. facing pretty extensive charges. I think they're facing first-degree murder and potentially um, life in prison slash death penalty. I should probably double-check that. Um, But they have been indicted, so... There at least is some progress on that end to getting justice for Ahmaud Arbery. Mm-hmm. Um, however, with Rihanna Taylor, um, just not as much progress has been made here. And it's really frustrating and upsetting to me. And I just don't understand why that is. One officer that was involved got fired. But that's pretty much the extent in terms of progress on that front. So... Definitely a lot more work to be done. And even though they're opening an investigation into Elijah McLean, even though the three murderers who killed um, Maud Arbery are indicted, and even though that one officer who was involved in Breonna Taylor's murder has been fired, George Floyd's, um, those police officers are facing charges as well. Like Even though there has been some progress, there still needs to be so much more progress because unfortunately, something else that we're also aware of is that the police officers that are typically involved in these incidents 
often get acquitted. So it's just something to keep in mind. And even though there have been baby steps in the right direction, I think there's still a long way to go for us to Mm -hmm. ensure that, um, that we solve, well, maybe not solve. That's probably a really strong word, but at least that we make some progress. Yeah. Remedy. remedy. That's a great word. Make some remedies. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll keep you guys updated. I know, um, something that we as a group have also been talking about is highlighting some actions that we're taking during the week, um, to help with this movement as well. So we will keep you guys updated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been leaving in the description box, if you haven't noticed yet, um, links for where you can go for resources, any petitions that you can sign, and I will continue to do that um, just so it's quick access for anybody who's looking for other books, articles, videos, um, or a quick little, you know, weekly petition signature that you might need. Um, so definitely check out the description box if mm-hmm. you're interested. We've also yeah. been sharing Thanks, on our Kara. Instagram as well and our Twitter, maybe less so on Twitter, more so on our Instagram, uh, a couple of resources. So we will continue to do that because it's important right. that we keep this movement moving. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And as we like transition out of, sorry, just one more thing. It's okay. But, like transition out of talking about this probably as frequently, maybe, Um, you know, we'll continue to keep the conversation going, but like it it might not be every week anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's important to continue to seek out resources as we transition into different conversations. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, this will not be the last conversation we have, but um, yeah, we're definitely going to make sure that we keep the Instagram... And we should use our, I should use the Twitter more, keep those things uh, alive. (laughs) So I guess uh, look out for all of that. Um, All right. So I think it's now time to transition and to discuss our hot takes. Um, It's been an equally interesting week on the internet. So I will let Kira share her hot take. Um, So Kira, take it away. Yeah, I don't have too much going on. I feel like I don't know what's going on in the world anymore. Um, but something I have been fascinated by is um, if anyone has ever heard of Z-Way, it's her name. She's a writer and comedian. And her Instagram handle is Z-Way-F, Z-I-W-E-F. Um, she has been doing Instagram lives with uh, various white people, like the particular one that got me fascinated was Caroline Calloway. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of her, but I've heard of her for a few years now and I'm so confused by her. I've like tried to understand what her deal is because I can't tell if she's like genuine and playing a joke or if she really is that like clueless. But basically Z-Way does these Instagram live Mm -hmm. interviews um, to kind of ask pretty like confronting questions about uh these white people's racism and this past week she also interviewed Allison Roman which obviously kind of a big deal given what Allison Roman has recently gone through um and it's very like you go on the show it's like baited I had to like look up what baited is I'm not gonna lie I'm a little not into the (laughs) 
the lingo, <laughs> but it's like when you kind of set someone up to, I guess, kind of mess up, but like, you're, she's giving questions where they're gonna answer that in a way that's a little, like, maybe offensive, and it's always like, like, she'll ask, like, how many black friends do you have? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, like, four or five. But, like, do you really have four or five black friends? And why is it always four or five? Um, so it's just been an interesting, like, if you're going to go on the show, you have to be open to, like, being like, no, actually, maybe I am a little racist. But it's more people being like, no, 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 I'm not. You don't understand. Like, I know five black people. Um, so it's, it's a very, it's been very uh, fascinating to watch. And I recommend following her on Instagram or Twitter. Uh if you are curious. Carolyn Calloway really was a jarring one. Alison Roman, not the worst, not the best, but not the worst. Yeah. I was kind of expecting better given how much I expected her to learn the past few months. Sounds interesting. interesting. Caroline Calloway to me is also kind of a confusing it's, character. I don't know what her deal is, but. I cannot figure her out. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know I've who that is. Google, like, I'm literally Googling her right now, so I'm, like, not looking at the FaceTime. I'm... I don't remember how I know her, but, like, I've seen her on the yeah. internet for the past few years. It might have been through Jack and Finn or something, because like, oh. she went to Cambridge University. She's just a very confusing Yeah, she person. seems a little... Like <laughs> she a seems a little clueless to me. I'm... I do think this sounds interesting. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm definitely going to look into this, because I... I like seeing things like this. It also could be a good opportunity, at least for me, to be a little bit more introspective on some of the likely deep-rooted racist things that are ingrained within me. Oh, totally. And when it's like, yeah, I think it's good to, like, ask yourself those questions. Yeah. Like, how many black yeah. friends do you have? Like, pretty much I know. Many. Like, yeah. you don't just know them. Like, you have, they have to be your close circle of right. friends. Um, and then just reflecting mm-hmm. on that. So, yeah, yeah, recommend. Mm-hmm. Also, she's gorgeous. So, follow yeah. her anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Z-Way. Yeah, I'm gonna start watching those. Exciting. Um, all right, Jen. I think you've got some like love is not dead update news. Sort of. Right? Yeah. Kind of. I I do also feel like Kira had mentioned this as well. There hasn't been that much going on in terms of pop culture, at least not pop culture that I'm particularly interested Mm -hmm. in. But I did see that Emma Roberts is pregnant, which was surprising to me. Um, It's her and her boyfriend are expecting their first child. I guess I thought she was way younger than she actually is. I thought she was maybe a year or two older than us, but she's actually almost 30. So not really that weird. So congrats to her. Good luck on the baby stuff. <laughs> yeah, she seems. Yeah, she seems like. I just feel like she's young still, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what. I don't know what was she in. What was that TV show that she was in? Unfabulous. Yeah, like it still feels like that wasn't that yeah. long ago. Um, I guess she just played people that were younger than her throughout her career because that's very typical. Yeah. Um, yeah. as a child actor. Yeah, she looks young, Yeah, too. she also looks young. So I thought that she was around our age, but she's actually five years older than us. So it's not that weird that she's having a baby, but it still feels a little weird. Congrats, though, <laughs> yeah. if you ever listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's just not on my mind. Yeah, I don't really yeah. think about so, her. I but I did say, see like, that, I and I was like, oh, good for you. Yeah. yeah. 
she's popular in like the GIF community. Like she, all of those like they're like those funny GIFs Screen from queens. yeah. Like she's like a, a like meme. She's in memes, so that's how I know her these right. days. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> she's a little irrelevant, but it's fun. Yeah. Jackie, any hot takes? She's used to. Oh, I keep trying to like. Yeah, I, I do have a no. All no, it's this is a. We'll just. I'm just gonna. We'll just. Yeah. I'm gonna start now. Yeah, I'm gonna keep all this in. I'm editing this week. I'm gonna leave this in. Whatever. I don't care. Oh yeah, Jackie. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. I'm gonna have to contact you both to be like, how do I do? When Jen said, "Let's cut this out," I was like, "Okay, mental." Note. Mental note. <laughs> that mental note. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm gonna have to see. I think it should be fine. I just don't know how to like make the music fade in and out. So I'm gonna have to call uh, both of it's you. Pretty to do that. It's pretty easy. Yeah. So, fade in, fade out. Fade in, fade out. <laughs> oh, oh, look. If this, if you can all listen to this episode on Tuesday, then that means that I figured it out. So we believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I have this is like major, like life changing news. So basically, this week Jenna Marbles announced that she was leaving YouTube temporarily um, because apparently, like, we can't have nice things anymore, and like, there's like a lot. So. Jenna Marbles, for those of you who don't know, I've been watching her for probably like a decade, like truly like a full decade. She has 20 million subscribers. She's been big on YouTube since like the early days. And basically she said that she was abandoning her channel for now to hold herself accountable because she said that she was ashamed of things that she had done in her past, like on certain videos. Um, I mean, so there's like videos that had been on, I, I think a lot of the videos she had privated just like years ago because she was embarrassed by them. Um, and she was mm. like, this is like cringy and like, this is not like, okay. Um, but there were still some up on her channel that people were like bringing up or like, I don't know. I also think people may have like previously downloaded stuff. So these videos still managed to circulate online. Um, one of mm. them was like a video where she impersonates Nicki Minaj and she, I mean, she basically, she, it's like basically doing blackface kind of because she's like wearing mm-hmm. like a lot of tanner and it's like in a wig like in a pink wig when Nicki Minaj used to like wear like those like bright colored wigs and stuff like that um and also other videos that were from like I mean they were from like 10 years ago um it's just sad to me so I mean basically she like says in her video that she was she like basically so she, this is like why I love Jenna because she is like, she doesn't, like, hide away from criticism, and she's, like, very upfront and c- confronts these things, and she, like, in her video that she released this week, she, like, mentioned, like, each specific video that was, like, not, like, okay, and she, like, apologized and, like, explained, like, why, like, this was not who she was, but she was, like, understands, like, how deeply offensive it is and, like, the racist implications of it and apologize for everything. Um, and she said that we're at a time when we're purging ourselves of everything and anyone that is toxic, so she is going to step away from her channel because, like, she just doesn't feel like she can, like, do that right now, like, given everything going on. Like, she just doesn't feel like it's appropriate. And, like, I understand sort of, like, where she's coming from, where, like, she's just gonna step away from her channel because... But it's just, like, also kind of, like, sad. It's just sad because, like, I... Like, she has brought me a lot of joy. Like, I think she's, like, a really, like, wonderful... She, like, truly, like, 
is not her like I, I mean obviously like I don't know her but like from like I think that she's like very genuine in her videos and like she's talked about a lot of things in the past um like just like in her video she sort of like has like conversations and she she's someone who I don't, I'm not explaining this well but like basically like these videos that are like those old videos they're not who she is now and so it's upsetting to see someone that has like really like changed and like progressed and gotten better like have to step away from their channel um it's mm. just kind of interesting because like i mean like jenna is such a like she cares so much about doing the right thing and like cares so much about making sure that her audience knows when she messes up like one time she got a pet fish and she like she had never gotten a pet fish before and like also she's like vegan so she's like very like is very concerned about like all living things and making sure she does everything the right way and like basically she got like she didn't set up the fish tank properly and i can't remember if the fish died or like if the fish was suffering and she didn't have like the right filter and like didn't have and so she made a video about getting a fish and it was like a fun video but in the comments people were like jenna like you're doing it wrong you're gonna hurt the fish and so she took mm -hmm. the video down and then posted a 45 minute apology video where she was genuinely so upset that she was hurting the fish and was like i would do that i'm she was like i'm so sorry and she she was like i didn't know what i was doing and it was irresponsible and i'm so sorry that i hurt the fish and then i hurt you like it wasn't like that's just like who she mm -hmm. is um mm -hmm. i have sorry i'm like really ranting. No. i just like have i'm like very upset that she is like i hope she yeah. comes back i understand that the videos are not okay but it's just upsetting to see because like i know and i think like her audience knows that that's not who she is so it's like sad to see that she has to yeah. step off i off think what was form. a little confusing to me and i had seen the video and granted i haven't been following jenna marbles in the past couple of years but i totally watched her when i was younger i don't think anybody was canceling jenna marbles and i felt that she almost canceled herself it makes me sad yeah it was kind of and i think she handled it really well in a lot of ways, that's all I can ask of people. You know, the video she made 10 years ago, and I hate to say it because it really is not an excuse, but people made videos like that all the time 10 years ago. And we thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. And now, 10 years later, we recognize that's not okay and that it was offensive. And she took accountability for that and apologized. And it was very clear to me in her video that she felt very deeply sorry and took the time to show that old video she made was not okay and that she had taken down the videos even years ago in recognizing that it wasn't okay. Um, and it makes me sad that she felt like she couldn't enjoy making content right now um, and she almost canceled herself. And that makes me sad because as somebody who would have been a fan of hers, and I'm sure many of her fans feel this way as well, um, all that we can ask is that people take accountability for their past actions. And as long as they are good people now, that's all we can ask for. And I think that she has shown that she is that person. Um, so it makes me sad. But you know, if she genuinely feels unhappy right now and that she can't really produce content um, that would bring joy to people, 
then maybe it's best that she does step away temporarily. I think she'll be back, though. I, I really do. But it is sad. I, yeah, I personally, I don't watch her. I know of her, obviously, because she was, like, one of the first big YouTube people. And I also know that she's vegan, so I support that. Um, I personally think it was a really good idea to take a break. Um, obviously, I think it should be temporary. I don't think she should totally mm-hmm. disappear. Um, but I think if we're talking about like a few weeks ago when we were talking about Bon Appetit and when that stuff happened, that was years ago and it was a different time. And, you know, we demanded that action be taken and these people step down from their positions. And I think it's different when you're working for yourself. There's no one else necessarily who has to tell you what to do Mm -hmm. and guide you. And I think it's really admirable that she recognized that other people are doing this and losing their jobs and being called out. And I don't think she should lose her job. But I think taking a temporary break when right now she's not really contributing to this conversation in an impactful way at this moment, like she needs to take time and think about um, maybe what her role is as a YouTuber going forward in the future in this changed internet world. Um, I think that that's a personally, I'd I think it's a good idea. I haven't seen the video, so I don't think she should beat herself up over it too much Mm -hmm. because obviously we're not into cancel culture. Um, But yeah, just when you think about someone like what happened with BA and we demand that all those people step down, I just think that taking a little break isn't a bad idea. Yeah. No, yeah, I think I am. I think I feel like more emotional about this because like just because. Like, truly, like, her videos, like, have brought me, like, so much joy. Um, yeah, totally don't cancel her. Like, no, I don't, to I don't, back. I don't, yeah. It should be, like, an extra plus that she's, like, acknowledging this and being, like, I'm gonna take a break. Like, girl, that's what we're asking for. Yeah, I've been more just upset that, like, she felt like she, like, she was just, like, really upset in the video. Um, yeah. And was, like, on the verge of crying the whole time. So, it was sad to see that she had been, like, so affected by this. But I do agree, like, yeah perhaps taking a step back and not making content and acknowledging that like maybe now is not the time for you to be on YouTube is like appropriate. It's like very adult. You know what I mean? Like so mature. Yeah. I sobbed when my pet fish did a little suicide jump out of its fish tank. So I relate. Yeah. So, yeah, Flat I out. mean, literally, she put Stop. up a 45-minute apology video. Like, I would the totally next do day. that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I wasn't trying to yeah. kill her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we hope Jenna comes back. But I understand. I mean, I, I kind of, you know, I get it. Um, yeah. So, sorry. Like, ending the hot takes, like, on a sadder note. But we got more <laughs> heroes and cheeros, though, which Rest is exciting. Rest in peace, Guinea. <laughs> That's my fish's name. <laughs> Jen, do you have a a Shiro or a Hero for us this week? I do. So my Shiro this week, and, you know, she's not alive anymore, but I did just want to briefly talk about the fact that NASA named their DC headquarters after Mary Jackson, which I thought was really great. And if you don't know who she is, I encourage you to do a little bit more research into all the amazing contributions that she made to NASA and to our progress and understanding and exploring space. But in a nutshell, essentially, she was a black woman who overcame a lot of barriers 
to be one of the most, I guess, um, influential engineers of her time. And, you know, without her, a lot of the incredible progress that we made in that field would not have been possible. So um, I think it's really fitting that they named their HQ after her. I think for a long time, a lot of people were not aware of all the contributions that she made. So this is just one of the many things that I believe that NASA is doing now to recognize those quote-unquote hidden figures who were so influential. Yeah, we love it. Kira, do you have any uh, shears this week? Well, following that up, mine's pretty bad. But um, <laughs> Basically, <it>. Britney Spears <laughs> this video of herself modeling outfits to uh billy eilish's crown it's the same and jean shorts just different tops too it's basically the same three outfits that she just keeps walking back and forth it was in, so it bizarre was so funny i'm kind of concerned about her well-being like i hope she's okay but <laughs> nothing made me laugh more this week than that video so I recommend uh, just taking a scroll through Britney Spears' Instagram for, uh, like, I feel bad because we're laughing at her, not with her. So No, I... <laughs> but it was really good. It's just, like, those shorts were so low r- cut or low rise, whatever. And yeah. I just don't understand how that's comfortable. Um, but I mean... And also just the song didn't fit the vibe. Like I kept waiting I for something to happen. <laughs> I was like... The wh- song is, like, kind of intense, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And she's like smiling. Yeah, she's another like, one who's a little Don't I look cute? I just uh, never want the low rise you think she, to return ever. Yeah. Do you, Do you think she edited that Britney. video? Because like it's so weird too. Like it's so weird. I don't know, but it was. I really watched it like five times and laughed hard. So. Well, Brittany, we thank you. Yeah. Stay safe, Brittany. Yeah, we need you. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's uh, come to that point in the program where it's time for our uh, retakes. I don't know if we have any. Love it when you call it a program. Yeah. Um, I don't have any retakes. Do you guys have retakes? No, I don't even think Same. I listen. <laughs> <laughs> we need the listens, Kira. We need the downloads. You got to listen at least once. We got to keep those uh, stats up. I don't even know what our stats are. They're similar to the coronavirus uh, curve. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. Sh- and then the research. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be the research soon, I hope. Um, yeah. Well, I guess uh, that's pretty much it for this week's episode. I want to thank you all so much for listening. I had a really, I think this was a great, this was a fun episode. It was really fun to <laughs> to be here. This is- We talked about coronavirus. Yeah. Black Lives Matter and uh, Britney Spears. Trump. And Britney Spears. Yeah. So yeah, fun. <laughs> As per usual, we're a little over the place, but that's what, that's how we like to, we like to keep things exciting and fresh. So <laughs> I'm bad at hosting. It's just how we roll. It's <laughs> the life we live. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for joining us again this week. We really appreciate uh, you taking the time. We hope that you have a wonderful week and we look forward to chatting with you again. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Ciao.